0: 12th edition of That's What G Said Thank you for tuning in Always a big thank you to Joey, the man who Sings that theme song for That's What G Said I was putting together the, the rundowns For this week's show Just all the topics that are, I think are interesting That a lot of people are Discussing We see on social media People are talking about on, on different shows Writing articles about And there is just a lot going on So over the next couple of episodes On this particular episode We're going to have A little Women's World Cup talk On this day segment for June 12th Talk a little bit about The series I watched on Netflix When they see us Belmont Friday and Saturday Recap what happened last weekend Talk a little bit about the Stable Duel contest Introduce you to a new sponsor com. Talk some best hockey movies And what the 32 was like And what the Field of 16 looks like NBA Finals US Open Preview That's just in this show alone And then in the next episode we'll Talk a little bit about The Raiders Getting selected for Hard Knocks MLB Just kind of check in on everything And how it's been over the last couple of weeks Who's hot, who's not WWE, recap the Super Showdown Recap Raw and Smackdown Talk a little bit about New Japan Pro Wrestling Continue on We'll recap what happened in Game 6 of the NBA Finals Will there be a Game 7? Or did the Raptors win it? And then talk about Billions And then Big Little Lies Recap Season 2, Episode 1 And then preview the next episode That's a ton going on Oh, also we'll have, uh Horse racing Weekend stakes preview I'll give you a couple horses I like In some of the stakes races over the weekend Some horses to bet That'll be on uh, on the Friday episode And we'll also talk Tyson Fury fight Recap the GGG fight Is it going to be GGG Canelo Yeah, there's so much I'm even forgetting So let's not waste any time Let's get right into it. We saw the the women's World Cup begin. Now every team has played at least one game so far through, and we've seen France, Germany, Spain, Norway, Italy, Brazil, England, Canada win uh, a tie with Argentina, Japan, USA won thirteen to nothing. They beat Thailand, and USA USA is the favorite to win, and Thailand of the of every team in the World Cup, they have the they are the longest shot to win. So it was the the most likely winner versus the leak the least likely winner in this case. And the US women now, they're looking for their fourth World Cup. They're the defending champs. Alex Morgan scored five goals, only the second woman ever to score five goals in a World Cup game. They won the shots on goal advantage 39-2. It's the first ever World Cup for Thailand, so they're just happy to be here. But obviously, not the the best way you want to start out when you get beat thirteen to nothing. There's been a lot of talk about the USA. Do they need to rub it in like that? You know, thirteen nothing. My thoughts on it. Remember, at this stage of the tournament, goal differential does matter. So, goals scored matters. Pitching a shutout matters. That matters. I'm not. Concerned about all the goals they scored. I, and, and though for me, towards the end, when they're up eight, nine, 10, 11, nothing, the celebrations did seem a little bit too much because you know it's already out of hand at that point. But then you get to, to flip it the other way, right? This is the World Cup, the best tournament. All of these women have been working their entire lives to get here. This is the, against the best teams and the, in the biggest moments. If they don't get to celebrate now and be happy about scoring a goal in the World Cup, when can they, right? It, oh, it has to be the World Cup semi-final or only in the knockout rounds, right? So that's, you know, it's tough. It, and it's, it's hard in the moment to turn that off, right? You do something well that you've been working for your whole life. You're succeeding. You're not allowed to be ecstatic about it and, and be happy and be excited. Something that you've been working towards forever. Nothing new for this team, though. They've been here before. A little different than the uh, the U.S. men. Next game for the women, they play Chile on Sunday, June the sixteenth, noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific time, and then they'll play Sweden on June the twentieth, and that should be the toughest game in their group. Sweden is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like tenth choice right around there to win it all. So they're in the top half of as far as the odds are concerned of more likely winners and so that should be the US most difficult game in this in this first group and you know obviously they beat Chile they're already going to be moving forward whatever happens in that in that Sweden game so the USA France in order of their odds USA 7 to 4 France 7 to 2 Germany 11 to 2 England 7 to 1 Japan 16 to 1 Netherlands 16 to 1 Australia 20 to 1 Brazil Sweden Canada, Norway, China, Italy, South Korea, New Zealand, Scotland, Argentina, Chile, Nigeria, Cameroon, South Africa, Jamaica, Thailand In order of the uh, likeliest to least likely winner of the World Cup Quick hit news Wow In the NBA right now There is just so much buzz Player, It's like the finals aren't even happening Right? We have a good NBA Finals going on in this NBA Finals alone with the Duran injury, with the injuries, with Kawhi and how incredible he's been. Can the Raptors win? Can they, you know, dethrone this this big monster that is the Golden State Warriors? There's a lot of fun in that series, but we just keep hearing about Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, what's gonna happen with the Lakers, with LeBron, all the it's amazing the soap opera and the drama that the NBA has come. Recently, now we just found out. Anthony Davis told the Celtics again if they trade for him he's leaving in a year. Kyrie Irving just changed his agent. he just parted with his longtime agent and now he's expected to partner with Rock Nation Sports who is Kevin Durant and the ties with Jay-Z and to Brooklyn everyone is is talking about. So th- that's all going on just in the last couple hours. In the next few weeks, there are so many teams that their future can very easily be flipped, right? June 20th is the NBA draft. June 30th is free agency. So if the Pelicans are trying to get this deal done right now because they want to if they're going to get some picks back, they want to be able to make their own picks or deal those picks for someone they want. They want to do this before. And every all the talk about keeping Anthony Davis for a little bit in the season, if he plays one game for you and gets hurt and he's done for the year, you get nothing back for him. You get nothing. He just, he just walks. So you have to get something for him and now there are it's it with with the durant injury now how does the durant injury change where some of these players are going to go or maybe where durant's going to go maybe where Kawhi or kyrie's going to go maybe the 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 length the turn the length because now we know that durant's done for a year he's out all of next year he will not be playing how do they approach it somebody signed him long term and just sit him out for the year and then maybe you're trying to tank all of next year and maybe even get a pick so that way you have Durant and a pick coming back the next, the year after, or is he? Uh, what's going to happen? June 30th is free agency. June 20th is the NBA draft. Those are the two big days. And then what's going to happen for Golden State? Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, Clay Thompson. Who knows with with any of them? Toronto, Kawhi. If Kawhi leaves, does Toronto just say, okay, now we're going to get rid of? Lowry, we're gonna get rid of Gasol, and we're gonna build a team around Siakam, Anobi, uh, and and Youngers. That's what we're going for now. How about the Lakers? They're all, they're in the mix with all of this, right? But they could be. They, the, the The Lakers are the team that has the the highest range of outcome, right? Would it really be surprising to see any one of these guys end up in the Lakers? Not really. But if the Lakers got nobody, it wouldn't be surprising. What about the Celtics? They're in the middle of all these these conversations about all the free agents. Philly. The Clippers. The Knicks. The Pelicans. The Hornets. The Nets. The Rockets just recently said they're willing to blow their whole team up. They've been defeated by the Warriors now and they realize that this same group is likely not going to beat Golden State or that they need to make some changes. The Wizards with Bradley Beal. As a trade piece we've been hearing about But who knows who's even running things in Washington The Grizzlies with with Conley You have AD, Beal, and Conley Who are not free agents But we keep hearing about them As huge trade pieces That, you know, their teams are Probably thinking, yeah, maybe we do get some young pieces Or some picks Memphis could go for just Go Ja Morant They're they're not going to maybe need Conley And then what about all the free agents? Durant, Kawhi, Clay, Kyrie, Kemba, Butler, Harris, Vucevic, D'Angelo Russell, DeMarcus Cousins—all of that movement. All the there's 13 teams that I just mentioned that are involved in all of these rumors. That's half of the league. These next few weeks are going to be insane in the NBA. So so crazy, so much fun. On this day, June the 12th. Starting history I'm going to do a couple different sections of the on this day 1665 England installs municipal government In New York City 1701 The act of settlement Names Sophia the princess of Hanover The next heir to the throne For a further provision Of the succession of the crown In the protestant line 1776 Virginia adopts the declaration of rights 1792, Captain George Vancouver Discovers the site of Vancouver, British Columbia 1864 The Battle of Trevelyan The Battle of Trevelyan Station ends This was the bloodiest and the largest All-cavalry battle in the American Civil War Major losses for the Union side They had over 1500 That were either wounded, captured Missing or dead 1897, perhaps the most Severe earthquake In history, in India Shockwaves were felt over an area the size of Europe 1923, Harry Houdini freed himself from a straitjacket While suspended upside down 40 feet above ground in New York City 1942, Anne Frank gets her diary as a birthday present A 13th birthday present from her dad One of the more well-known like publications ever 1964 Nelson Mandela sentenced to life in prison South Africa for cap, uh, for conspiring to overthrow the state served 27 years later when released became the president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999 Let's move on to film and TV remember I'm always using the uh, onthisday.com website where I find all the uh, the great information for these uh, on this day history segment so film and TV 1939 Shooting starts on Dr. Cyclops I remember uh, this learning all about this movie In uh, film history class It was the first ever American horror film Made in three strip Technicolor 1958 Make Me Laugh TV game show last aired on ABC 1963 One of the most expensive movies ever Cleopatra Was released Starring Elizabeth Taylor It premiered in New York City It was the highest grossing film of the year But it lost money It was the only time ever That the highest grossing film of the year Lost money It was absurd production cost It's actually the third most expensive movie ever Only behind the two Pirates of the Caribbean movies And they made it a a lot more worldwide And Cleopatra ton of money to make that movie 1981 Raiders of the Lost Ark premiered The first Indiana Jones film that was produced by George Lucas, directed by Spielberg, and starring Harrison Ford. Nineteen ninety-seven, Batman and Robin premiered. George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell, and did not get reviewed well, and still not really received very well. I love Clooney, but he's just not a Batman, right? Like Keaton was a good Batman. I thought Christian Bale's been a better Batman. Clooney just didn't feel Batmany. Great actor, good looking, funny, just not a. Not Batman, you know 2007, Transformers Premiered with Shia, with Megan Fox I liked the first Transformers I thought it was really good And then 2010, Toy Story 3 premiered The first animated film To earn a billion Let's move over to music 1954, Rock Around the Clock Is released 1990, Mariah Carey's debut album I was looking through her debut, and before we get, it, she was the first artist since the Jackson Five to have her first four singles top the U.S. charts. I didn't really love any the the ones I remember. I don't really remember the first one debut album songs as much. Maybe just because I was a little bit younger, but we talk a little. you always be my baby, or uh, One Sweet Day, Boys to Boys to Men, Little Fantasy. Or, All I Want for Christmas is You. Because it's just like honey. Oh, yeah. Some of those, or, yeah, a little, One Sweet Day, I'd, I'd probably put up there. But that first album, I didn't remember, or I, I guess I didn't love any of the songs as much. Into sports. 1880. Johnny Richmond pitches the first Major League Baseball Perfect game. 1896 J.T. Hearn Sets a cricket record for the earliest date Of taking 100 first class Wickets in a season Okay 1919 Walter Hagen wins his second U.S. Open Little U.S. Open preview At the end of the show Man of War wins the Belmont 1920 1939 Baseball Hall of Fame opens in Cooperstown 1948 Ben Hogan wins the U.S. Open The third of nine majors and Citation wins the Belmont, which completes the Triple Crown in 48, 1981. Larry Holmes TKOs Leon Spinks. 1990, Yankee reliever Dave Rigetti was the ninth pitcher ever to 200 saves, and Ricky Henderson was the second ever to steal 900 bases. 2002, the Lakers beat the New Jersey Nets 4-0 in the NBA Finals. Ah, oh, those were good times. Those are good times 2009, Pittsburgh Penguins won their third Stanley Cup 2011, the Mavs beat the Heat Four games to two On this day Folks want to introduce you to New sponsor That's what G said One of the more stressful events in life is moving Everything that goes into the process of relocating There's so many different factors that you have to worry about I know someone who can make your life easier And I'm very happy to introduce Cindy Carava As a new sponsor of That's What G Said Podcast If the name sounds familiar Cindy is the wife of horse racing trainer Jack Carava, who's been a mainstay on the Southern California racing circuit for the last 30 years. Cindy Carava Is a full service realtor That can help you in many different ways Selling, purchasing, and leasing She can help you find vendors like Handymen, painters, landscapers And gardeners that she personally Uses in her own home. Also If you need help with getting pre-approved for a home loan, Cindy can connect you to lenders that she works closely with and can highly recommend. Covering all parts of the San Gabriel Valley and parts of North San Diego County, Del Mar, Solana Beach, and Rancho Santa Fe, if you're just curious to see how much your home is worth, she can even do a free market analysis of your home's value. You can find Cindy on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, reviews about her on Yelp and Zillow, or the easiest way, CindyCarava.com. You can find all of her information there. That's CindyCarava, C A R A V A, dot com. I've known her personally for almost a decade, and she's one of the most honest and genuine people I have ever met. Folks, she is exactly the type of person you can trust with any of your real estate needs. Get to CindyCarava.com right now. Lots going on in the uh, What I'm watching department Obviously there's always a million different sports I'm watching But this weekend in particular Watched Big Little Lies Billions, we'll talk about those both in the next episode What I'm going to talk about in this episode Is When They See Us If you did not Check out the When They See Us Series on Netflix It is it is excellent Really really good it, The story is the, the real story Of the Central Park 5 The boys who were wrongfully accused of committing a rape And assault in 1989 Corey Wise, Yousef Salam, uh, Antron McRae, Kevin Richardson And Raymond Santana This Is really intense If you don't know the story On April 19th 1989 there was a jogger That was beaten and raped in Central Park. That very same night, there was a big group of around 30 teenagers, the ages 13 through 17. They were out in the park, quote unquote, wilding out, harassing people, throwing rocks, scaring people in the park. The police tied these two events together without really investigating anything. And you see all this side of the story. In the series They forced these 14 to 16 year old boys To confess things that they did not do They held these boys without food, drinks, and sleep For over 24 hours They told them If you just agree to this We're going to let you go Now remember, these are kids These are kids that are scared In the police office Hungry, without sleep I mean, it was, it was Intense It's uncomfortable to watch at times. The series is very, very well done. And I think it's worth your time. Go check out When They See Us. There was zero physical evidence. There were inconsistencies in all of the forced and coerced confessions because they had these different boys all all in different, different rooms and they're basically getting one to admit that the other one did it and the other one admits that a different one did it but nobody admitted that they really had anything to do with anything it was and everyone was different places around, around the park i mean it was a mess and the prosecutor linda fairstein she has come off horribly she looks i obviously folks now this is a show right it's not this isn't exactly what happened there are some liberties that are being taken it to make the to make any any movie or or show that's based upon events, we don't ever know exactly how accurate it is, but this woman, now even years after when the boys have been exonerated of all of their crimes Linda, Linda still sticks to the story that they were somehow involved and that the, the person who came and admitted he was the one who raped and beat the jogger that they were all tied together And this woman now She is not on social media After the backlash she's received since this Netflix series came out She has been dropped by companies that she worked for Partnerships She had been had awards that she received Because up until 2002 These Boys She was like a hero when When they're in jail and they're serving their time Everybody thinks she's a hero for finding The boys who did this and then the man who comes through and and says no I was the one who who did this. Now the 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 narrative changes, right? Instead of the hero, she's the one that still that put the put these kids wrongfully in jail and did not make real attempts to go find out who really did this. It tells a story of all of the boys, all of the, these things I've been mentioning. Uh, lots of involvement of Trump Who took out a big ad in the paper Was real against this story And the boys when this was happening And I think you should Definitely go spend a few minutes and check out When they see us And then also go watch Big Little Lies you will have a couple days Catch up on season 2 episode 1 And Billions we'll Talk a little bit about those two Very soon uh, on, uh, The next episode will come out in The next two days Belmont Friday June the 7th, let's go through what happened uh, Last weekend, Belmont Friday And then we'll go through Belmont Saturday Separation of Powers Went wire to wire in the Bed of Roses Shalone was second, still no greatest stakes win for Shalone. Wasn't a lot of speed in there I was, I was real against Separation of Powers So I, I was completely off in that race It was a really Solid weekend for Zayat Stables Zidou wins the allowance optional Claimer, Majid wins the easy goer On Saturday, and it looks like He'll be moving on to bigger and better Four left Very impressive in the Tremont For O'Neill, youngster To keep an eye on And then we saw Catalina Cruiser Who was the Breeders' Cup dirt mile favorite Last year, he was so impressive And this was his first start Of the season, he was a step slow As always, but he wins the grade True, true north and he's likely headed to the San Diego Down at Del Mar And then maybe the Pacific Classic Strike Power who was second He was very good And he's a solid sprinter And it looks like Strike Power will be headed to the Vanderbilt next He'll probably hook up with the Recruiting Ready Who is uh, right behind him They might both be pointing towards the Vanderbilt Chad Brown ran 1-2 In the Grade 2 New York Home Reek in competition of ideas It was a tough trip for the whole, the top selection Holy Helena, who was fourth, I think she is a playback. So write her down as a horse to playback next time out. And Homereek is now two for two in the U.S. and just continues to add on to that stable of stars that Chad Brown has. Let's move on to Belmont Saturday. Track was very fast. It was uh, speed really was holding well throughout most of the day. Majid won the open or won the Easy Goer. The Two horses that were a little disappointing Outshine and Always Mining In there But now it looks like Majid Will be Either in the Dwyer, the Haskell Or the Jim Dandy They have options but they will be stepping up Rushing Fall Wins the Grade 1 Just a Game Now 8 for 9 Has only lost one race That was by a neck Guess who? Oh yeah, Chad Brown With Rushing Fall Bo Recall deserves a mention she has been very good this year Five races Three wins in a couple seconds She's only lost to Rushing Fall and Mitchell Road A couple very nice ones So Bo Recall continues to improve She's in that top tier How about Midnight Bisu? She's been Unbelievable now Four for four, she's won the grade three Houston Ladies The grade two Azari The grade one Apple Blossom The grade one Ogden Phipps And she's so handy The way she won she was chasing alone speed in a small field. She was not favored. The, the track was playing nice to inside speed. She sat behind and she just came around and just went right by. We saw some awesome performances, though, over the weekend. We really did. Some good horses. World of Trouble wins the Grade 1 Jiper. Since finishing second in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, at the end of the to, at the end of 2018, World of Trouble is five for five. Grade one wins now in the Carter and the Jiper. Grade one wins on the turf and the dirt. Warana winning the Grade one Accord in just her second start by six. She was favored over and easily defeated Serengeti Empress. And actually, Serengeti Empress ran very well to hold second in defeat. Best result of the day for me was Hog Creek Hustle winning the Grade one Woody Stevens. Hopefully. We're able to turn some of you on to Hog Creek Hustle on the preview podcast. 18 to 1 on top winner. How about the top five finishers in that race? 18 to 1, over 17 to 1, over 15 to 1, over 31 to 1, over 13 to 1. It looked like they were going to DQ Hog Creek Hustle. He caused Mind Control to check, but I will say, it also did look like Mind Control was backing up. Just inconsistencies in the. Disqualifications that we've seen again There was a disqualification earlier in the card That was different than this one, that was different from the derby And remember there are different jurisdictions That's one of the problems Met Mile This is the race that I think has been a little I don't say controversial But there's been some debate about We know the track was playing Very fast, right? There were a lot of races where nobody was coming from behind Metoli won I think he was very impressive and let's take nothing away From Matoli. He proved He can continue to go a little farther He's a very very nice Animal. He won his 7th straight Maybe he even he's the best Horse in the race But the way this race was Unfolding McKinsey was going to win Matoli has never faced or Held off a horse as good as McKinsey or a horse who has as much bottom and fitness Matoli runs against a lot of sprinters. And so this is a different type of horse Mito- that Matoli was going to have to hold off. If we didn't know the names of Matoli and McKinsey we were just watching the race and what happened, we would have looked at it and said, okay, if if not for the trouble that McKinsey had, he's going to win this race. Now, Matoli did have to deal with a lot of pressure, right? Between horses, dealing with A bunch of other speed Not like he had some easy trip But He had an opportunity McKenzie didn't have an opportunity McKenzie can't win the race in the first Part of the race when he's just sitting back In the clear, right? The only chance he has To start his run, he was stopped Two different times Legit trouble when the Momentum was moving best Multiple times and he was asked for a run Matoli ran hard all the way, but he was never impeded. That's the thing; he was never impeded. He had a tough race, I, and a lot of people are saying, "Yeah, Matoli ran better." But the, the you can't judge it because it's an incomplete for McKinsey, right? It's an incomplete. And I did I need McKinsey absolutely, but the the funny thing is, generally, if I need a horse and they don't run well. Or they don't win for me and they're just in the back I'll be the first to be like, ah, it didn't run well for me I genuinely think McKinsey Was going to win this race, whether or not I had a bet on him I mean, when you go through the The, the chart The notes They They kind of Discuss The the trouble that McKinsey Had. McKinsey guided over to the inside Shortly after the start, became the third Along that route when Thundersnow secured the pocket Coming up to the conclusion of the backstretch Bided time during the run Around the bend began to inch his way to the Outside as three quarters was being completed However getting have ever Gotten caught behind a wall of equines Was about three ride At the commencement of the stretch run Still lacking room with any absort Which to launch a rally of his own Checked when in close proximity To the heels of Thunder Snow, just inside The eighth pole was then steadied a few strides later when beaten to the position by the same opponent. Angled into a firm fit on path two right afterwards, attaining racing clearance for the first time during the stretch do- drive. Kicked in willingly when given his cue, split fo- foes late, and got up for the place. He had no shot. I mean, t- you don't generally see comments about a horse that are that much. That was a lot. That was all in the Equibase chart That wasn't my words Those were in the Equibase chart So Matoli fans, I know He's great, he's awesome I just think he would have finished second in this race And that does like There are many races where the best horse finishes second or third Because of the way the race shapes up The way it was shaping up McKinsey was right into contention Just nowhere to go And unfortunately it's a bummer Because I just don't think we're going to see them Race against each other, right? It sounds like McKinsey's going to run the Whitney, and it sounds like Matoli is going to be the Vanderbilt or the Forgo next. Back to sprints. Thunder Snow came out of that race too, and he's awesome. He, he just keeps running well. Finished third. He will run in the Whitney next, most likely. Let me get to bricks and mortar. Chad Brown runs, runs one, two, three with bricks and mortar, Robert Bruce, and Raging Bull and Warder is now 9 for 11 overall 4 for 4 on the year He's won 5 in a row And his wins are recently The Grade 1 Pegasus World Cup Turf The Grade 2 Muniz, The Grade 1 Turf Classic And the Grade 1 Manhattan Brown won 7 of the 18 stakes From Thursday through Saturday Over the weekend In the Belmont Sir Winston Great ride by Joel Rosario And it was not the case with Tacitus Who was a wide second And maybe <laughs> a little wider than what he needed to win the race we we'll leave it at that and Then Jovia runs third At a huge price So it's Sir Winston, Tacitus, Jovia Tax was fourth, Master Fencer Spinoff, Everfast, Intrepid Heart War of Will, Bourbon War The Preakness horses didn't run very well right Everfast, War of Will, and Bourbon War War of Will and Sir Winston Both could prep in the Jim Dandy for the Travers As could Tacitus so we could see all of them in the Jim Dandy, Midnight Bisu looks like she'll be headed towards the personal Insun August the twenty fourth, World of Trouble could be the Vanderbilt or the Troy. Yeah, if we got World of Trouble, Matoli, Strike Power in that Vanderbilt, that would be a lot of fun. Majid, I mentioned Dwyer, Haskell, or Jim Dandy. Maximum security got blood work done. The blood work came back okay. They're still deciding on whether or not they're going to run him on Sunday in the Pegasus. Bricks and mortar, Robert Bruce, and Raging Bull all gonna go point to the Arlington million for Chad Brown. Rushing Fall, Home Reek, Competition out of Ideas, and maybe Sister Charlie all could run in the Beverly D at Arlington. So if uh if you didn't realize how loaded Chad Brown was, there you go. Maybe Rushing Fall against the boys, August the tenth in the grade one four star Dave. All the information I generally get a lot is from d r f you know, DRF. So, um, DRF's I think the best place you, you, When you get the news and the notes That's where I get a lot of the articles And who's going where and what's happening Or just from you know being on social media And seeing uh, some of the connections Say they're going to go to a certain place Guarana could be in the CCA Oaks next Or the test Depends on if they want to stretch out to a mile and an eighth Or go seven furlongs in the test July 20th or August 3rd test Separation of powers Likely the honorable miss And then the ballerina Cambier Park pointing towards the Belmont Oaks Tax looking towards the Haskell Bourbon War who did not run well in the Belmont he was dead last they will will likely try they're going to give him a month off and then maybe point to Grass they have a race circled on August the 25th that might be a good spot for Bourbon War to try the green for the first time Staying in the horse racing world if You saw over the weekend a lot of Stable duel Stable duel Stable duel I was tweeting and Facebooking and Instagramming about it And there were a lot of people on social media Talking about it What is stable duel Okay, I'll tell you right now It is fantasy horse racing So If you've ever played DraftKings Or FanDuel Something like that, you understand If you haven't, don't worry, it's not Hard or difficult to to understand What happens is You have a salary cap You have a certain amount of money That you're allowed to spend And you have 10 slots that you have That you need to fill With that salary cap And you have the entire racing card That we played with on Belmont Saturday Where you could fill The way it works If there's a horse that's a heavy favorite They're going to cost you more of your salary cap It's going to take more to, to pick a couple heavy favorites, so that in you you cannot pick the favorite in every race. It will not allow you to. You have to pick and choose. Other races you have to use longer shots. So you really have to handicap. You get points if your horse runs first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. You get points, extra points based on how many lengths they win by. Now you don't get extra points if they're based based on the price of the horse because that's already built into the salary cap. Price If you get a long shot to win for you That's awesome And that is almost double or triple Because that means that you're going to have Some other races where You have heavy favorites coming up And more logical winners coming up There's a lot of strategy to it It's really fun And what's great about it is It gets you involved All throughout the day You're watching, you're seeing yourself Move up and down the leaderboard you you know you're picking your races Where you go okay this race This is the race where I don't think you can beat the favorite This is where let's just, just pick this course He's going to be first or second He's going to be right there And then these other races okay Wide open let's take a shot here We can use this course who's not going to take up as much of our salary cap It's a lot of fun If you are a horse racing fan In any way I'd recommend it. If you're a gambling fan in any way, I'd recommend it. If you're just a sports fan or a fantasy sports player in any way, I'd recommend it cuz it's it's like anything. Different strategies to it. It's not even necessarily about all the horses. It's about okay, which races are the best to chuck or go against the heavy favorites or which, you know, how are you going to make an approach to setting up your your team? with the salary cap are you going to go you know a, a, a lot of second third type choice horses or are you going to go a couple heavy favorites and a couple bombs do you go more steady or do you go like that where you know what if i can get one or two of those bombs in there and then i know i have a couple heavy favorites that are going to be really tough to keep out of the money that's what's great there's just so much strategy to it even more so than handicapping the races right and so, if you don't have a ton of money, some weekends, like let's say it's an off weekend for your pay weekend, hey, I know a lot about that. Let's say your uh, your kids or there's something comes up and you just don't have the money saved up, but maybe you have a few bucks that you can play. That's what's great about something like Stable Duel. You can get involved in, in the contest, and they'll they'll let you know when. And you don't have to spend you know thousands of hundreds to thousands of dollars betting. You can get involved for a little bit And then once your team is set You're set for the whole day You can watch all the races You've handicapped them all Your opinion's there And you've got that action Get to StableDuel.com Follow StableDuel On Twitter At StableDuel I had a blast I was Let's see Up to fourth at one point Ended up finishing 21st And of course they were paying out the top 20 And I was 21st But they had over 300 entries in the contest First time out And in this particular case you had 10 slots Where you could pick 10 horses throughout the card Any races You could pick multiple horses in the same race if you want But I don't really like doing that Because I want to give myself an opportunity To win every race Right? Maybe there's a race where you feel like the exact is boom, boom, and then the other race or two you don't feel as confident about, so you just steer clear. I understand that. But I want to give myself a shot every race. So I'm always – I went for, you know, 10 different races. What else in my notes? Yeah. Um, I think 306 entries throughout the day. They only promoted this thing for a day, really. So – these contests moving forward will be awesome I think they're going to have great participation Even more, there'll be even more options They've been going through the feedback And that's what's great is that They want to get everyone's feedback If you played in the first contest Send them some of your feedback, let them know things that you liked If there was something that you think maybe could slightly be changed Or altered, or maybe we could find this here Or that, that's what they want to hear They they want this thing to be great And they, the team I've, I've spoken with uh, a couple different people And they are Just 100% behind making this a great user fan friendly site A a place to go and it's kind of a new new thing in horse racing There's been a lot of positive buzz about this And to be fair there's not a lot of positive buzz about new things in horse racing Or even a lot in horse racing lately So I've not heard anyone really that, that disliked the way this went It was a ton of fun Anything, I'm sure there will be a, a few changes or alterations in the next contest or as it moves forward, but follow stable duel, get to stableduel.com. That way you'll know the next time they have a contest. Right now it was just on the iOS, so you could play through your iPhone or your iPad, but it is coming through the Android. Ask around. It was a lot of fun. You, you know, you these people won money for nothing. It was a free this contest was a free contest. It was real easy to get to, to get through right Wasn't difficult to fill out your team And to get going Great job First time out Stable duel I'd say in their uh, their first time As a first time starter I think they broke their maiden Very very impressively And very nicely Stable duel Heavy chalk Second time out To perform well Great job stable duel Moving on to hockey It is uh Stanley Cup Final Week, Game 7 happening today. So we are talking the best hockey movies ever. And there are 32 that that made the initial grouping. Here are the, the 32. Slapshot, Miracle, Mighty Ducks, Mystery Alaska, Red Army, Youngblood, Goon, D2, and The Rocket were like the top tier ones. And then everyone else had a play-in when they had buys. Face-off Broad Street Bullies and Slapshot Two. They were in a group. Slapshot Two won that group. Touch and Go, Net Worth, Goon Two, and Genius. They were in a group. Goon Two won that group. Forty-eight percent of the vote. Most Valuable Primate, the Mighty Ducks Three, Ice Guardians, and Go Figure. They were in a group of four. Mighty Ducks Three won sixty-eight percent, which means they have three of the final sixteen. The Tooth Fairy. National Lampoon's Pucked And Gross Misconduct They were in a group The Tooth Fairy won that group 43% The Cutting Edge, Waking Up Wally Mr. Hockey, The Gordie House Story And Hockey Night They were in a group of 4 The Cutting Edge won that group 48% The Love Guru Breakaway, Pond Hockey They were in a group that was won by Breakaway With 40% And then Sudden Death, In The Crease And Slapshot 3 They were in a group, Sudden Death won that one 45%, so down to The Sweet 16 now Of Best Hockey Movies And the way the bracket is Set up in the Sweet 16 The number 1 seed Slapshot against the number 16 The Cutting Edge, all of these Polls now are open on Twitter At It's Me Gino B So get to Twitter and vote Slapshot or The Cutting Edge The Rocket D2 The Mighty Ducks Red Army is the 5 seed Mighty Ducks 3 The 12 seed Goon 2 The 13 Young Blood the 4 seed That's the first side of the bracket Other side of the bracket, the number 2 seeded Miracle Will face Breakaway, the 15 Goon is the 7 Against Sudden Death as the 10 Mystery Alaska as the 6 Versus Slapshot 2 As the 11 The Tooth Fairy as the 14 Versus The Mighty Ducks as the 3 seed Get right now To at it's me Gino B To vote for the best hockey movie And do me a favor folks Um, Share it around with some of your friends that like hockey When you see these coming up next week I think we're going to talk golf movies And then we'll have uh, baseball Football Boxing still to come, other miscellaneous Anytime you see a sport That maybe you don't love as much But maybe you know some of your friends might get a kick out of Talking about some of these movies or sharing some movies with me Please tag them or let them know about it Uh, We're going to keep doing this now Each week with a different sport all the way through So Early on in the voting Mighty Ducks is crushing The Tooth Fairy That one won't change Mystery Alaska has the lead on Slapshot 2 Sudden Death and Goon is one of the closer matchups But Goon has the early lead 57-43% to Miracle Running away with uh in the matchup with breakaway, young blood defeating goon two right now, and then D three the mighty ducks is uh getting the win over red army early on. D two the mighty ducks beating rocket and Slapshot crushing the cutting edge. So get to at it's me Gino B. Vote for your favorites. If your favorite's losing, start voting for it and go tell a couple of your friends or your followers on social media. Hey, just come vote on this poll real quick and uh. So the movie that I like can make it through another round So he'll talk more about it The movies I watched uh, recently What's great about the hockey movies I've noticed versus some of the other ones A lot of these hockey movies are available on HBO Go, Netflix YouTube um, Voodoo They're out there for free mo- Almost all of them, the good ones are are all really out there So You can go check them all out if you want the The Mighty Ducks movies they really still hold up I gotta say, now keep in mind Folks, I love corny And I love sports So a corny sports movie like that with a little bit of comedy And remember when the Mighty Ducks movie comes out Right, I'm six You know, six years old, I think when it came out So these are right in my wheelhouse I get that nostalgia when I watch them I watch all three of them, you can watch them on HBO Go And I, man they are good You get a little tear A little Bombay with the Hawks A little tear out there Charlie, Banks Banksy Fulton off the streets Good stuff And then D2 The Junior Goodwill Games D3 when they go to Eden Hall Academy D3 is even better Than I remember when I watched it I actually prefer D2 Of the three of them, I think D2 is awesome When uh, Bombay goes Hollywood for a little bit Then they have to beat The big Iceland team Go check out those Mighty Ducks movies. Once we get to the final four, when or one more round through, I'll really go go a little more in depth about uh, the the ones that make it. Which I'm assuming it's got to be Slapshot, right? It's got to be Miracle, got to be one of the Mighty Ducks movies, Young Blood. It, it looks like it's going to be in the mix. I mean, those are the top four. I'm curious to see if there are any <clears throat> major, <laughs> excuse me, major upsets or if you know. The the Mighty Ducks movies are gonna they're gonna run into each other at some point, and right now it looks like they're gonna be three of the final eight. The U.S. Open. I don't I don't really you know ever even pretend to be a golf expert, but I, I enjoy watching golf, and right now it's fun because there is a really talented group of young good golfers, and now Tiger's back in the mix. So you add Tiger with his success so far this year and recently. To this group of new golfers who are just well studied, right? They've all grown up in a different world And they're in great shape They, you know, analytically know everything about everything They have very little weaknesses in their games, most of them Right now, the odds over at Bet America, Dustin Johnson and Rory are the two co-favorites at, at plus 800 Brooks Kepka's at plus 900 Tiger is right behind him at plus 1100 um, uh, Let's see Oh uh, Conley at 1600 Jordan Spieth at 2000 Justin Thomas at 2500 Ricky Fowler at 2500 And Justin Rose at 2500 The only Someone if you're looking to take Just like a long shot swing On someone who hasn't been Playing particularly that well But I do think He, he has the the ceiling to jump up and play well And contend is Tony Finau Maybe someone to, to throw a, a few bucks on Or to include if you play some kind of a DraftKings Lineup or anything And that's kind of a contrarian play Just because he hasn't really been coming into this as Playing like his best Tiger won the 2000 US Open By a record 15 shots At Pebble Beach where the US Open is You know Tiger just won the 2019 Masters So he is Obviously uh, one of the top tier contenders in here, and anytime he's in the mix, is he, what I I think right now about Tiger is he seems like he's figured out his body and and his health and what he needs to do and how he needs to prepare. It's hard when you go from being someone who is just so much better and so much more physically dominant than anyone, and you know we see that in. In every sport, it comes to mind the most for me like in pitching with baseball players when a pitcher can throw really hard and then they get later on in their career and they just don't have that fastball anymore and they have to throw more off-speed stuff and they have to be more of a pitcher. They have to paint the corners. They have to hit their spots a little bit better. They just can't blow it by somebody. That's what Tiger's experiencing right now. And he's figuring it out I think it takes a while for you to come to terms with that right, With father time But once you come to terms with it And you say okay I can do this I just have to be a little bit more cerebral I still have an edge Like a mental edge over a lot of these Golfers who are young Who have worshipped me Who know how good I am You know if they're going to play against me one on one Or if we're matched up Paired up They're in some trouble How damn good is Brooks Kepka? Two time defending US Open champion Ranked number one in the world You just can't knock him Until he he doesn't play well You know He's just always right there Dustin Johnson, second in both majors this year Very good at Pebble Beach Jordan Spieth, three straight top ten finishes And has won at Pebble Beach before Course plays strong to Iron Golfers That's where Tiger Maybe one of the better of all times In that department only well, in every department, but Patrick Conley. The video he showed on Instagram of how thick the rough is. He tosses the ball a couple different balls. You can't see it. It's completely just a couple feet thickets. Unbelievable how deep that rough is. A lot of talk about the type of greens and who is good on the POA greens. US Open. Big week in sports. Because now Game 6 in the NBA Finals Is coming up We saw the NBA Finals Game 5 The Warriors win 106-105 on the road Steph Curry 31 points, 10 for 23 5 for 14 from 3, 8 rebounds and 7 assists And Clay 26 points, 9 for 21 7 for 13, 3 points 6 rebounds and 4 assists Durant, the whole... Topic coming out of this game was Kevin Durant He started the game, he scored 11 points and 2 rebounds He had a block it in 11 points in 12 minutes And then Unfortunately He gets hurt And we have now found out that He has a ruptured Achilles, he's already ha- Had surgery and he will miss The entire season next year We're not talking about Just the rest of this series, we're talking about next Year, and how Is that going to Affect all of the other dominoes that have to fall, all of the other free agency, the, all the talks about where is he going to go? Is he going to stay in Golden State? Is he going to go to New York, Brooklyn, the Clippers? Who, where? Now, to some of the other players who are going to team up with him, is it different? Let's get back to the game a little bit more. Draymond at 10 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, a steal and the block. And then Boogie, when they get some contributions from DeMarcus Cousins, you know, they get the 14.6 rebound, the assist, the steal, the block. They need that when Durant is out because their roster is depleted right now. They had a 14 point lead, the Warriors did, and they blew it, but they come back to win. Now Durant's out after having missed the previous nine games. Kind of go through the game a little bit. Golden State was up by 6 at the end of the first quarter They're also up by 6 at the half By 10 with 4.50 left in the third And with a minute left to go in the third They're still up 9 End of the third, they're up 8 Like They're right in that They increased their lead from halftime They're playing well And then boom To start the fourth quarter It's only a 3 point game With 6.54 left, it's 92-91 Golden State So now Toronto's making their surge And then Kawhi comes alive He has a 10-point run by himself 10 points and an assist He initially hits a 3 to take the lead 96-95 With 3.28 left, it's 103-97 Toronto has a 6-point lead Kevon Looney got hurt, he's out of the game Durant got hurt, he's out of the game you have a banged up Klay Thompson you have a banged up Iguodala you have DeMarcus Cousins who's obviously not in 100% shape or or, you know, form right now after missing as much time as he did you just don't have much out there for Golden State and then what happens Klay makes a 3 so they get down by 3 now 103-100 to They have a chance to go down by one. It's an either-or call where the ball's hanging on the rim. DeMarcus Cousins goes to tip it in. They call offensive goaltending. It was questionable. Could have gone either way. Just in real either-or call. So they could have been down one there. Instead, Golden State's still down three. Lowry turns the ball over. Curry makes a three. Now it's 103-103. They're tied with 122 left. Kawhi misses. Clay hits a three. All of a sudden... They're down six. Now they're up by three. Real quick. Nine oh swing. Down one oh three ninety seven. Now you're up one hundred six one oh three. Lowry layup, one hundred six, one hundred five, just one point margin. Golden State's up, and that's where it finishes. That run that Kawhi made though, from five thirteen to three twenty eight. In the game, in the fourth quarter, he made four shots in a row: a three-pointer, mid-range, a three-pointer, and then deeper mid-range. He completely took the game over. When and it looked like that was what Toronto had needed to win. That was that was it. They were going to win the NBA Finals right there. And the Warriors just would not go away. It would have been very easy for them to go away on the road. Durant got hurt. A couple of years. Uh, Looney got hurt. Now you're down this team just would not go away after it seemed like you played good basketball all throughout the night and you kind of had them with that, you know, 5 to 10 point advantage all till about you know 6 minutes left, 8 8 minutes left in the game and you could feel them creeping back into it at home like they've done. But the Warriors come back and now you have to wonder like from the Toronto side you got to feel a little bit nervous that you give this team another opportunity even though they don't have Durant. Looney said he's going to try to come back and play You have to be a little bit worried That you gave this team an opportunity To come back When you had You could have just put him away Did they ask too much of Durant? And now what's his future? Nobody made Durant do anything to, for me he, he did what he wanted to do He wanted to play But there are so many questions How much this injury affects him How? What the contracts like? What his new team is like? How many years now? The Raptors. They were getting that well balanced type game that they've they've needed when they've won, right? Like you look on paper, and you go, this is the type of game that they needed to win. Siakam at twelve points, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Uh, Kawhi had 26 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, two steals, two blocks. He wasn't playing great early, but then he went on that run. He's not been shooting well, but he's you know he's always two way playing and, and playing you know great defense. Gasol had 17 points, eight rebounds, and a couple assists. Lowry had 18 points, six assists, four rebounds, two blocks, and a steal. Ibaka had 15 points. Van Fleet had 11 points, and he had three threes. But then you look, you got all those contributions, but Danny Green. Remember how good Danny Green was Early in the series in, 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 last, in the last game They lose by 1 and in 33 minutes Danny Green was 0 for 4 From 3 If he makes one 3 pointer they win It's crazy to think about right Because there are so many different things that happen throughout a game And it, it could be a million different things Any turnover, any missed free throw, any this or that But you just get one three from Danny Green, who's out there on the court for 33 minutes. And he's playing hard, good defense, though. You know, he's not like he's out there not doing anything, but just one three pointer of those four that goes in. It was 25% we're asking for. Now we go game six at Golden State with no Durant. What's going on with Looney? Is he going to play? So what does Golden State's roster look like? Draymond, Curry, Clay, Iguadala. Okay, you have those four. Then you have Cousins. Jordan Bell, Fonzo McKinney, Bogut, Livingston, Quinn Cook, Jonas Jarepko. I mean, we're still talking about four players that are all stars, five if you talk about a former all star and Iguodala, like legitimate players, but Iguodala is past his prime. Clay's not as good as Clay's playing right now. He's still, you can't say he's 100% after his recent injury. And then the Cousins isn't, you know, himself. So this team, one thing, you know, another, a lot of people don't think about, if you don't have Durant to start the season, or you know, you have other people filling in the money or the spots where Durant would be. The previous Golden State teams had a little bit better bench. You know, they had a Harrison Barnes there instead of a Durant. And so it's not that they didn't have they just didn't have Durant. They had other players filling those roles. And you look at Toronto just on paper, right? Their is better. Kawhi. And then you get Siakam, Lowry, Marcusall, Danny Green. Powell, Abaka Van Fleet. It's not a bad one through eight. It's really not. You have options with your bigs. You have uh, options with your guards. You have Kawhi who can handle the ball. They're very versatile. They're very well built. But they gave they gave the Warriors an opportunity, another chance because I think the Warriors are going to win Game Six. I do. I think it's going seven now. But, I you know, I picked the Warriors all along. I've been against Toronto in three consecutive series. I'm not afraid to admit that. But it's not that I'm against them. These games are awesome. I don't mind if Toronto wins. I just picked against them in, in a prediction. It wasn't that I dislike Toronto and don't want them to win. I genuinely thought Philly would beat them. They lost in Game 7 there. Genuinely thought Milwaukee would beat them. They handled Milwaukee. Isn't it crazy how quickly... Things turn for Toronto right They were down 1-0 to Orlando They were down 2-1 to Philly And down 2-0 to Milwaukee And they were up 3-1 Now 3-2 How big are these next game or two As far as determining the future Of Kawhi if he wins if they win Does he stay in Toronto Here's the thing Golden State won this game With Toronto playing well on the road. The Durant injury in the last couple minutes, they had a Draymond backcourt violation, Demarcus Cousins offensive goaltending, and a moving screen. He was getting taken advantage of on defense. Two goaltendings really in a moving screen in the in the last five minutes, and they still won. They had that yeah, offensive goaltending, backcourt violation, Cousins moving screen in that last few minutes alone. And they still win the game That's scary Because it feels like Toronto just had the opportunity To put them away Folks if you can Get on over to iTunes Subscribe, rate, and review That's what G said podcast Thank you for tuning in Appreciate you listening and give us one of those five stars. You know, that's that's huge for me. Those 5 stars, ratings and reviews. You hear me like a broken record talking about them a lot. But they're a big deal for us moving up the charts and helping us get our show out there. So subscribe. That's what G said. Leave a nice five-star rating and review. You could also subscribe on YouTube. You'll get the episodes there as well. Next up, next episode, we'll talk some Raiders, Hard Knocks, MLB, Who's Hot, Who's Not, WWE, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Continuing on with the NBA Finals What's going to happen next Some more uh, boxing Tyson Fury fight Recap the GGG What's going on with them next Horse racing Give you some bets for the weekend Some races to play Talk a little billions And then Big Little Lies uh, Recap and preview Thanks for tuning in again folks Joey, take it away